G'day guys, Jay here with another episode of Pesty Profiles, the podcast where we put the spotlight on the best in the pest business. And joining me once again is none other than Mark Brown from Envirapest and WA. How are you, Mark? Great, Jay. Thanks for having me back, mate. No, How my are pleasure. You? So we're going to do Weeds with Porky Part 2. Yes, Part 2. Lovely. Part two. So uh, in Part 1, we, we basically sort of did our introduction to weeds, um, you know, the different types of weeds, the different groups of weeds. We did uh, the different groups of herbicides. Um, a little bit on their on their modes of actions, um, and then we covered basic equipment that you needed to uh, to do weed management. Um, so this episode, I wanted to get right into the the application side of things. Um, yes, and then obviously customers uh, is the other thing yes. that we need to really cover. So, yes, mm, cool. All right, let's get into it. Um, all right, so application. So, is there a better time of day for application? I'd have to say yes. Um, you don't want to be obviously spraying in the dark, um, but the <laughs> better time of the day. To see what you're spraying. Yeah, yeah. You've got to see what you're spraying. But honestly, the best time of the day to spray is probably mid-morning onwards. Um, yep. Generally, the wind's a little bit lower. Like most states, the wind comes in a little bit later in the afternoon, but the morning's always is, is the best time. But obviously, you can spray you know, all day all day long. Okay. Um, no, no, no major restrictions. Sometimes when there's a little bit of dew on the ground and you've got, if you, especially if you're using penetrance, it's actually really easy to see where you've been. If you can't, if you're in a situation where you can't put dye into your lawn, which is a lot of the time, you know, yeah. we don't use dye in domestic sort of houses. It doesn't, it stands out if it's blue or red. Yeah. Um, but if there's a little bit of dew on the ground and you're using a penetrant, that penetrant will just force that dew off the plant and it is, it's light and day on where you've sprayed and where yeah. you haven't sprayed. So, like, we sort of get going, we mix our tanks at 7 and we're on the guns at 7.30 in general and, um, you know, um, everything's really sort of ready to go from from then. So, the answer is not, in, not at night and that's probably about it. Okay. Um, so, there's no, really. there's no requirement for, you know, the, the weed needs, you know, so many hours of photosynthesis um, before it sort of shuts down at night time, uh, nothing the, like well, that. Look, not when you're using penetrance. If you're yeah, not using okay. penetrance or wetters, right, yes, there is. Like, you'll find that your flowers open up from mid-morning, you know, through to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You can look at a paddock at 7 o'clock in the morning and it hasn't got a flower, it, you know, on it. Like, the flowers haven't opened up. They're still asleep from the night before and you won't think there's a weed in it. And then you'll come to 10, 10 o'clock or, you know, 9.30, the middle of the morning, and you'll look out there and the whole the whole paddock or the lawn is yellow. You know, it's yeah, you know, and that plant is open, ready for well for chemical, yeah, <laughs> for ready for life. But where we say it like that, that's the peak when the plant is 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 working away. Um, that mid morning onwards, it is a better time. You you do get a a better response with the chemical. But again, back to my favourite thing, which is penetrance. <laughs> if, you, if you're using it, you can tell it whatever you want. It just, it just speeds everything up for you. It, it does. It just yeah, forces that chemical in, you know. Yeah, because I was always under the perce- uh, perception that, you know, you need to do it first thing in the morning so you've got the whole day of photosynthesis happening and then allows yeah, okay. the, the product to actually penetrate into the actual weed and for it to all happen, yep. whereas if you put it on it, you know, in the afternoon, it's only got a, you know, an hour or two of photosynthesis right. happening and it's just not enough. But that was just my perception, I guess. Yeah, and that, yeah, a little bit of a myth there. Like I, I could say comfortably, we've never had a problem. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't think of one story where I sprayed a, a fire break or sprayed someone's garden beds at four o'clock or five o'clock, even if the sun was still going, and, and I didn't get a kill. 
Yeah, yeah okay. I, I, I don't have a story of yep. that ever happening. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, what about time of year then? Is there a better time of year, you know, when the well, weeds are growing at their best or before they start growing or once they've really established themselves or before they seed or even? Or? Definitely before they seed if you want to go ahead uh, in that paddock. Well, I'll use the paddock or if, as a as a better example so if we it springs most of our weeds growing time like as soon as those flowers are out there sitting out there looking to germinate and seed you know for the next year and they're trying to you know increase their um, size in the paddock they're trying to you know go forward a few meters in the paddock and etc and so if you can spray those weeds in spring before they actually drop their seeds they're okay to be flowering but before they drop their seeds then you're going to bring that paddock into a situation where it's it the wheat, you suppress the weeds and go the paddock, the, the grasses get more and more in that paddock um, through the years. If you spray too late so if they've seeded and the um, the spring plant, the spring weeds have already sort of exhausted themselves you you won't really go forward you'll kill those weeds, yes but the seeds are already set for next year so yeah. you're almost looking at it, going to be the same problem next year Okay, yeah. so if you're really looking for a client that sort of says you know, we want improvement. You need to get to them before late September um, every time so that you can really bring that, that paddock forward. Like if we've been spraying someone's paddocks for anything over five years, like we've reduced their weed pressure down to maybe 10%. Like yep. they, some of our clients will take over and look after their own paddocks from that point on because they're gone from using a 1,000 litres with us on a boom down to, you know, maybe 100 litres and that's just 10 hand sprays, you know what I mean, for some people. So they're, yep. they're going to not pay a professional to do that anymore, but that's because they've got us at the right time of the year and we've, we've gone forward in their paddocks instead of too late. But saying that, I said, that, you know, we're in this game to make money and, and we don't say no to spraying a paddock in, you know, the start of October or late the season. We're just very clear with our clients and say, look, this paddock's going to look the same next year, but it's going to look magnificent after the six weeks, of, you know, after the kill. And that, they're happy with that a lot of the time as well. They just, well, it's, it still looks better and it does. Like there's no, there's no weeds in it. They just haven't moved forward. They're going to still need the same requirement next year. Yeah, okay. Um, what, yep. about, what about situations like a driveway as such where, you know, should you hit it just as you see the weeds starting to appear through the driveway or should you wait until all the, you know, the seeds have germinated and then hit it? I reckon there's a couple of ways to answer that. Like, you can go too early, Jay. Yeah, you can. Like if some, yeah, some clients will call, they've seen their first two weeds in the driveway, you know, it's all panic stations, you know, we've got weeds. And we have to, a lot of the time, we're dealing with a client saying, look, You've got the first. You've got the first germination. Don't get us out next week. You really want to wait. You know, three to four weeks. Let's see what's in this first run, and we'll spray them for you. So it's July. We've had our first rain. So I'm sort of talking about Perth here. The way it works for us, and we'll get there. We'll do that first run in June, and then we'll be clear with the client. And say, look, you're definitely going to need us in September. This is not going to finish the season off. We'll kill yeah. these ones here in the driveway, but it will happen again. We can't kill anything that's not there already or that hasn't germinated um, and, and that's about being extremely clear with your client because that it, it's cause, it's caught us out before a miscommunication and etc but you, you, if we've got our systems in place now where we sort of say you, you can only kill what's here you yeah. can only kill what's here and expect to see you again sometimes we'll even book that follow up the client is like happy to, to see us again in September they'll, they'll say to us well, we'll leave it with you and we'll say look here's a we'll pencil you in for 20th of September because we know you're going to have weeds and they're happy to say, great, we'll call us the week before, but we'll pencil you in. You've got your slot. 
yeah. you know, you're ready to go. So we, at minimum, a lot of our clients are a two-visit a year type of situation. Some okay. people who don't want any people who don't want any weeds in their driveway, garden beds, etc. They're four times a year. Like oh, we're wow. doing them every, every ninety days, yep. every ninety days, just yep. touching them up. Because once they get a look at how good their place and their garden bed looks without weeds. They, a lot of our clients just they don't want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to think about it, and we'll reduce their cost down. You know, in, not in half, but we look after them. If they're going to jump on a ninety-day wage service with us, it's it's going to be a bit more minimal for those guys for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think we touched on this last episode a bit, but you know, what about impending rain? Does that really affect herbicide application? You know, do you try and work Again, around we, that? We do. I mean, there's you can't go in torrential rain, obviously, but it's going to take a lot of times more than 10 mil that day for us to really care. Uh, And again, back to my favourite penetrance, you know, on the label, we use a product called Pulse. I think that there's a couple called Silken as well as Brush Wet, but I think maybe some of your listeners will be more familiar with a penetrant called Pulse. It was the original um, penetrant. And it's 20 minutes on that label. It says, do not spray within 20 minutes of rain now. You're going to get 20 minutes wow. a lot of the times through the day, yeah. and, and when they when they say 20 minutes, I know that it will actually work in 10 minutes. But not only do I know that, I've sprayed it in the rain. I've already seen that last episode. Yeah, yeah, and, and it has worked. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there, but you know, for labels saying 20 minutes that they're already covering their ass. You yeah, know, it, it actually means less, yeah. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they do. You know, so, but look, sometimes, you know, you're always battling with your client to get the job done. And if they think it's going to rain the day after, we, you know, sometimes we have to fight through the phone call and sort of say, look, that's it's just definitely not going to affect your problem. And we're happy to come back, et cetera, if there is. And there never is because we've got our systems in place. But some people are very weather conscious and, you know, yeah. so that, that's a bit of an art is, is, is dealing with the client in that front. Yeah, well, we get a lot of, you know, if it- the weatherman forecast rain or impending rain, they're ringing up going, oh, I want to cancel. Ringing, yep. They're forecasting yep. rain next week. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's week. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's next week. Let's wait, let's wait and see Mate, what when they, they When are they week. not forecasting rain yeah. next week? <laughs> that's right. And we find it, it, it funny yeah. because yeah. they do think so far in advance. And that's that's right. Cat carries into obviously best control. You know, people have heard it might rain in a few days and yeah. they want to move. You know? Yeah, I don't want it all washed away again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't work like that. Let's get a chance to dry. <laughs> yes, but that's a consistent, yeah. a consistent battle. Like, definitely. All right, so, and do the same sort of principles apply you know, in urban pest management as weed management? You know, does does more doesn't always necessarily mean better, does it? Not, not so much. Sometimes we like to knock our. We do like to ramp it up a little bit, like with Glyph um, work on. I think we spoke last last um, podcast the about yeah, the three, yeah, different, different strengths. Yeah, yeah, glyphosate and look, sometimes if we're looking at some woody weeds, some bigger weeds, or if oh, they're, yeah. they're, you're like, oh, we don't mind ramping it up yeah. to the top end of that label, you know, yeah. whatsoever. Like, even with your penetrants, they've got minimums and maximums that you can put in. And, and if it, if that weed is looking healthy and strong, we're always going to go top end. One yeah. thing, it's just like pest control. You don't want to call back. They're there. You're there to kill it. Yeah. And, and a couple of dollars extra in using the higher rate, it's 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 worth just getting the job done. So, what about application? You know, just on your general weed. You know, do you need to drown the weed, or is it just a yeah, light absolutely. coating? Absolutely not. That's right. No way. Like, and you'll, if some of your listeners start having a go at, at this 
um, side of their business, which obviously we're hoping that they do. Once you put a penetrant in with that um, that mix, whether you're spraying a lawn or even a, um, just a garden bed, you'll start to learn how quickly that plant gets covered yep. with, with weed. It really is a light mist and yep. you'll start to get your eye on and go, wow, that's that weed is covered. It, it's definitely, if you're at the point of drip off, you, you, it's way too far. It's way too much. Okay. You've just got to get, so it's, it's well a nice and, Well mist. and truly before point of runoff. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, you're looking cool. for overall overall coverage, but not to the point of, of, of drip at, at all. That's way too much. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, if it's fall, yeah. Like if it's fallen off the plant, it's it's waste. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's hitting the paver for no reason. Now it's, it could it could even cause you dramas, you know, because you could walk through it, etc. But you don't want them dripping. No way. Yeah. Okay. Right, cool. Hey. Um. You know, obviously you do much larger scale areas. Um. You know, sort of acreage in that, and you know, obviously. You know, if you get your application rate wrong, you're going to burn through some product, or uh, or Definitely. even or even underdose it, I guess too. You know, which would be even worse, which means you've got to go back and do it again. You know, how do you uh, ca- how do you calibrate your application, and you know, without you know over applying or under applying? Well, like a lot of you'll see on a lot of um, herbicide labels, it is per hectare rate. So you really got to work out what you what guns you use and what amount of water or slash chemical you're putting out per square metre. There's no doubt about it. Like, heck, there's got 10,000 square metres in it. We're looking at dropping that back to how much, uh, if we do a 10 by 10 um, metre measurement, how much chemical came out of my gun, say it's at 5 bar or at whatever pressure, or whatever revs if you're yep. using the Nova. It yep. doesn't really matter. But you've got to go, I've got 100 litres in, I did 100 square metres there, a 10 by 10, and I've used 12 litres, right? You're going to work backwards from that. You know that every um, 100 square metres you use 12 litres, and you can work out your maths from there going forward. So if we're doing a big boom area, I'd do 100 by 100 or 50 by 50. I'd do something like that. Measure out how many, let's say I did 500 square metres. Maybe I did a 10 by 50 um, area with the boom on five bar. And I'll go, okay, I've used 20 litres there. So I do my calculations up into the 10,000, which is the hectare rate. And then I can work out how much product needs to go into my um into my tank. I mean, the chemical, the water is what's spreading the chemical. You've got to work out um, how much, you know, chemical you need for that that job because everybody's boom's different, every nozzle's different, and it can dramatically affect what you what you put out. But once you've done that work, like this work for us has been done like a long time ago. Like we might do one brush up at the start of each season, but I sort of know now what my, my boom's put out and I know what, what, what I'm doing with the product that goes into the mix, and that carries over. You know, like the research has sort of been done. We've got it down to this is what how many mils you need per 100 litres. Like I've got that simplified to all the staff, done the calcs. It took me a couple of hours, you know what I mean, to work yeah. out how it's going. And then that, then I've got the brew, and I'll put the brew up on our uh, chat lines. Like I even increased the, one of our rates just – uh, a couple of days ago because of the weed growth over here is really high. So I've ramped up one of our actives um, just for the end of the season because I don't want any dramas with – I don't want to risk there to be underdoing the um, chemical application. Yeah. And it's it's a tweak now for me. I can just go r- ramp that up 100 mil um, per 100 litres and I know I'll, there's, it's just going to put a little bit more into the plant. So um, – it takes a bit of time at the start, but it doesn't take long to work out. You you find that comfortable amount of pressure that comes out of your gun, work out your 10 by 10 metres, you know, or something small or even a bit bigger, 20 by 20, and work it out from there. Um, it sounds complicated, but really 
it really isn't. So once you've got your boom sort of cal- cal- uh, calibrated, um, yep. you can pretty much uh, set the go each time. You just double-check yeah, make yeah. sure. As long as you got your pressure, oh, 100%. Your pressure yeah. Okay. 100%. Each morning, the boys will, we've always got clean tanks, obviously, to start our day. We wash out at the job or um, the night before. Um, the boys will put the pressure on. We generally work around five bar with most of our um, even handguns and booms. And then we'll make sure all the nozzles are working correctly. They'll flush through their water in the morning to make sure everything's looking the same. Um, and then we're on. We're back to what that, that means. They're, they're all working as per uh, we expected. Now we're back to this job looks, um, it's going to be 200 litres. Um, let's go back to basics. This is what we're doing per 100. Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's how we do it. All right. Now, you mentioned that some customers um, get it done sort of four times a year because they just do not want any weeds. Other customers, yep. you sort of schedule in that sort of two treatment. Um, yep. Some customers, you mentioned, you know, once you haven't seen them for five years, so to speak. Yeah. You know, yep. how often, you know, should you be applying? I reckon um, a minimum of two. Like, yep. we, I, most of our clients that are – they just they don't want you there all the time. The ones that like the most of them don't want you there all the time. Our average client wants us there between one and two times a year. Yeah. So we were always pushing for that too yeah. um, with our clients. And once you get a few years under your belt, you'll find that this becomes. So could you coincide that with your urban pest treatment? Absolutely, that's what I'm thinking. Because that's urban pest treatment oh, essentially, for us is essentially you know one to two times a year. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, domestic. Yeah, absolutely. You'll find it almost becomes like a commercial cockroach job. Yep. You, you know, when you see it in your job list for the day, um, you know, you're going to do um, old Mrs. Jones's garden beds. It's come around for her ninety or one hundred and twenty day or um, cycle. Like, yep. and um, you're away with her like a, as a regular. So there are a lot of one offs as well. Some people just get us in right at the end of the season. They've, we've got Bindi over here, and they'll go. We just want our lawn done, and we want one weed application. And you know they're doing a bit themselves. Yeah. You know they, you, you're never going to get away with spraying once, or you're pulling weeds yourself. Whatever you're doing, but once is never really in, enough. And you know everybody looks at their own garden. If you just did it once a year, it's going to look like crap. You yeah. know, like it's <laughs> there are always more to it, but. I think if you can get two out of – you shouldn't have – if you can get one out of your client, one trip, you, you should be able to get two. You know, I, even if it takes you the next year, you say to them, well, you don't want us – when it looks that bad again like you did last year, Mrs. Jones, why don't we knock you one in in June and then we'll see you for the September one. It'll be quicker, the weeds won't be as bad, and your place will look better for longer parts of the year. Yeah, I mean, definitely if you're talking lawns, like – now, if you if they let it go too badly, they're gonna the lawn's gonna end up like big dead patches everywhere. As if they that's right, yeah. If they yes. hit it sort of that couple of times, they're they're minimising yep. those big dead patches or those bare earth patches when the weed actually dies off. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times though, you'll find that mate. Once the weeds are out of that lawn, like what um, that the grasses themselves, whether they're, generally they're runners over here, they just kick off. Like in the first few years, I started doing domestics over here in WA, people would say to me, have you got fertilizer in that mix? And I was like, <laughs> absolutely, you know, I was like, absolutely not. What's happened here is your grass has just said, thank you for yep. getting rid of all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so now I can grow and I can really go for it. And, and it, it is true. It, the lawn, when it's not competing, it lifts on its own like it really does. And um, 
yeah, a lot of our clients, unless it's real bad, of course, you know, they're not left with major major dead patches. Never as bad as you, as you think. Some lawns will go to and you think it's wall-to-wall flat weed, yep. like it's wall-to-wall. You'll come back in six weeks and you'll be amazed how much grass was actually in there. You okay. couldn't see it as much, yeah. you know, it, but you, you'd be shocked how green it actually looks when you think it's not going to be. You think, I'm going to leave this lady with death and destruction, and, and, and it's not. That lawn is, it, it, the first chance it gets, it, it kicks. Yeah. Yep, every time. Okay. Uh, any other tips on application? Uh, we've already touched a little bit on on penetrance. A lot. We'll, <laughs> I touch. I touch. touch. I really do rag on about. <laughs> I pretty much try to ram that one home, aren't I? But dyes are handy. Um, they're not always usable, and they can be. They can be hard to clean out. But I, if we're doing anything over a thousand square meters, like I've got a little bit of dye in it, like I do, because it just it cuts down my my time, I'm not overlapping. A lot of the time, if you're sitting doing a thousand square meter lawn in the middle of the afternoon, like that, that product is dry before you come back for your next lap, you know, and you're finding that you're, you're overcooking it because you don't want to miss a weed, so you're overlapping. And, yeah, okay. You know, so I'd have to say if you can use dyes, if you can use a little bit of dye, like you don't have to go to the, the high end rate at all. A lot of the rates will be 200 mil per 100. Sometimes I'll drop that down to 100. Yep. to 50, just enough of a touch so that I can see it yep. and the client go, almost goes, what are you talking about? Like, I'll apologise for the dye and they'll look at me and go, I can't see a single thing that you're talking about. Yeah. But as the applicator, you're like, I can see that. It's it's night and day for me. But dyes, are, they've got their place. They, they, they yeah. really do. We were, um, once they say, oh, we still do actually do, you know, funnel and treatments and um, obviously we're using fruit and fruit is, you know, sort of up there as far as, you know, costly product and the try and avoid that sort of overlap. I was sort of streamlining the actual, you know, on right. the l- larger yes. area. Streamlining yes. right. and so spraying from streamline to streamline to streamline to streamline and that right. way I was avoiding that yep. um, that overlap but also avoiding those gaps, parts that I miss. Um, yes. Then we started playing around with using dye and oh, I was cringing at putting the dye in the tanks. Yep. And, oh, I bet, I bet, uh, yeah. Die on the shoes and uh. yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, it, it is a bit of a grudge, but it does have its place. But yeah. you do have to get used to using dye. I absolutely agree. If you've got any leak in your tank, in your lines, you got to know about it. <laughs> and if your gut's got that little slow nose drip that we've all got from time to time, you're going to be running from lawn to lawn like it, it stands out. There's no doubt about it. You do have to maintain your equipment. Pretty well, well, very well. If yep. you're going to be using dyes, you're not going to get away with a leaky drip. And it's even if you've turned the pump off, mate, and your gun's not completely sealed, you'll get to your next job, and that tray has got even if it's only 200, 300 mil of dyes uh, come out of the gun, yeah, it'll be there. You'll he, see it. Uh, one, of the, one of the boys <laughs> had um, oh, the bottle of dye in his cabinet, and uh, right. I, I, I don't even know if it was leaking or there was just the residue around the cap for when he was pouring out, but it was rolling right. around his cabinet and oh, everything, mate, I I, everything I picked up had dye on it. And, yep, and on be, the bottom. I'd be looking yep. at here, where'd that come from? <laughs> I've, oh, I've obviously months. been there, done that, and um, that's right. If you if you haven't got that lid on properly or if you've got some, you get some at the bottom of your toolbox, get yeah. ready for a couple of months of, e- of hell e- unless you clean it out. Everything's got dye on the bottom of it. Uh, yep, everything. Yeah, uh, and it's always the concentrate too. Yep. So it's it's bad. It's the worst of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, look, they serve their place. And other things, I guess, it's 
it's cleaning. It's maintaining your tanks and your and cleaning your lines through. Like when you, if you are going to jump into this side of things, it's it's not like you can cut your corners a little bit. Like say you've got a bit of fibrin on your tank and you give it a you know half ass sort of clean, which we've all been guilty of doing a little bit because we're putting biofencing across the top of it. Yep. Like you're not going to you're not going to be able to get away and burn that lazy. With, no, I was thinking with, that. Um, yeah, so it is an area where you can't cut corners. You've got to get your ute on the right lane and, you know, to, to where your suction points are. You've got to know your tank, your systems pretty well and how to clean it good. And always remember to wash it, the, the lining of your tank as well as your lid. Like, pull your lid. Your lid's obviously come off your tank, but that's going to have residue on it. That's going to sit on the ground. Give your tank, give your lid a wash over too before you, you get back to it. You don't want to be doing a full glyph job, you know, and, You've That's cleaned your tank out. You got you got your lines good. And then you put your lid on, and uh, and then it's you know you fill up again, and then there's going to be glyph in that brew. That yeah, just is. That's what I was thinking. You know, and you're switching to yep. a you know a um, you know a selective product, and the yeah, last yep. thing you want to be doing is hitting it with glyph. Yeah. Well, that's right, and and a lot of the time, what we say to our staff, and it's good practice, is you know your your selectives are the first part of the job always are. If, if they're sitting at a big job all day, yeah. you're doing selectives, and then you switch into your glyph into your total kill because you can always run through whatever you, whatever you chuck with glyph still going to die. So you know a good habit is if we're going to do lawns all day, and we've got or if we've got a glyph at the end of the day. Or if it was at the start of the day, you switch that glyph job to to last on yeah. the list. You're going to do selective all morning, and then you glyph all afternoon, or split that into the way you do the job, the one job, do it that way. Mm. Yeah, mm. things like that. I would say, and maybe some other tips is reading the. It's a classic, but reading the label. But you'll be surprised what what is on the label, like how many weeds it is going to take out. You'll start to get a feel for. I don't know what this weed is, but I get it looks like this last this weed here. And I'm going to give it a go, and I'll bet you it knocks it out. <laughs> yeah, I could start looking at the type of weed, and I'm not a, a weedologist or whatever you want to call it by any stretch of the imagination, but I could now with my experience look at a weed and go, I don't know what you are, but I know it's what product I'm going to use on you, and I'll yeah. be surprised if it doesn't knock you out, you know, like I'll be surprised. So it's reading the label a little bit and then starting to get to know your products, having a bit of a go, and even in your early days, say to your client, look, I'm not going to charge you. Here, oh, what we're, what I'm, you're 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 my favourite client. I'm going to trial this product, this selective on your your lawn. I'm going to, I'm not going to charge you. You're going to lose fifty bucks, whatever plus your time, whatever it is. But the, what you'll learn out of that will create so much wealth in your business in the future because you've done you've you've got rid of all your nerves out of a client you haven't charged with, and you've gone that worked. I like that, bro. It didn't affect that lawn. I'm su- not surprised, but I am a little bit surprised. But my confidence is now. Is now up. Next time, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna charge 110 to do that lawn or those garden beds. Now I've got my eye in, and I'm gonna see how I, I'm gonna back myself in here. Now I've done my test runs, so definitely that would be one of my other tips. And and obviously another one with with application. If you are doing the if you're doing the pavers and the or the concrete areas or the garden beds, you make sure you're on the lawn, spraying off the lawn towards the area where you're not going to get impact. Don't spray towards the lawn if you're doing glyph work. Yeah, you've okay. got to be, yep. you've got, you, you're, you're on the you're on the good side where sense. you don't want chemical. You yep. know, you're on that side and you're and you're pushing that chemical into an area where there's no chance of an over um, kill at all. That way, that's probably. Um, more of my probably a few tips there for the boys um, to uh, to take on board. Mm. And just a comment, I'd like to add. You know, 
going back to that cleaning your tanks and lines and your hose reels, it's amazing the amount of surface area there actually is on the internal of a hose reel. Um, isn't it? Yep. Hose, yeah, I, I can't remember what the figure is, but I sat down and worked with that one day and I thought, holy cow, that's a lot of surface area in yep. the hose line that's got you know, that product or contaminant on the inside that you really need to flush out. You really do. It's yeah. always about cleaning your lines. And like I've been surprised, some of our, I well, know we've spoke last time about the quick spray. I'm a huge fan of the quick corp and yep. all their retractable 100 meter reels. But I've got to a point on some jobs where I've run out of juice, but I've only got maybe 30 square meters to go. Yeah. And I'll get the, I'll I, know, get the, I know exactly the, where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah, and, and it work. You get the you get the angle right. You'll go and jug, get a couple of jugs, or if you're not close enough to a tank, to a hose, you'll fill up. You'll be surprised on how far that line yep. will go if you need to fit it out, and you'll get the job done yep. because you might you might have two minutes worth of spray left, and you're like you can't believe that you've got that in your line. Yep, it's 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 amazed me a couple of times when you're getting close. But... Uh, I've experienced exactly the same thing with um, you know soil treatments for you know termite. Um, so yep. my barriers and you're down to your last few metres and then you you, you hear yep. the pump sort yep. of struggling to suck, yes. suck, suck in air. <laughs> that very familiar sound that yeah. we all know. Yeah, and then, you know, and I've said to the boys, <laughs> I said to the other guy I'm with, I said, oh, just whack the hose in and just start filling yep. up, you know, put another 20 yep. litres of water in there. He goes, oh, yep, no, I don't need to add it. active. I said, no, mate, watch. And then he watch just keeps spraying and you can see your hose line. You- and you can yes. see when the product switches over the water and he's, fin- he's finished the job off well and truly and he's gone, holy cow, I didn't realise there's so much product so still, much in it. still sitting yep. in the hose line. I said, yeah. That, that's right, mate. That's a great example and yeah. we all know that. But that's, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, any other tips there, mate? We've... Um, well, I guess, did you want to get into uh, client expectations a little yeah, bit definitely. on what, how we do with it? Yeah, well, I guess... Tips in that type of thing is is always being clear with with your clients. Like some chemicals take six weeks. Like selective chemicals, you'll start finding like they're they're always a bit slower. They are. So if we take in flatweeds out of a lawn, those products are generally four to six weeks for the kill. And okay. if we're selective, if we're selectively taking a grass out of a garden bed with yeah. fusilator selective. That's going to be slower too. Like they're between that four and six weeks too. So it's managing, letting your clients know, look, this isn't an overnight fix. Don't ring me in two weeks because I yep. guarantee you the weed will look like it's curled a bit, but you'll think it's not going to die. Make sure you, the client knows, no, on the label it says wait six weeks, then give us a call if there's any dramas, you know, because they are, things do die at different places. Like if you're using a glyphosate mixed with a penetrant, you can say, look, in 10 days, you'll 100% know what I've missed yeah. <laughs> because everything else will, even if it's not 100% dead, you're going to know it's going to die, you okay. know. But with selectives, that is different. And Why it's is that? Letting those, uh, I don't I'd say it's the mode of action, but there's not a lot. Uh, it's just experience that tells me that. That's yeah. right. Like it's um, all selectives are just they're always slow. I, I haven't found a selective, and there's got to be blacks out there that say oh, I have no one, <laughs> but I, I haven't had to haven't come across one that um, has wiped something out in two weeks. Say, but uh, that's not saying they're not out there. But the basic ones that we use because we touched on last week, I don't have a. There's not a lot in my tool kit for spraying weeds is there's far less than you'd think there's there's a few classics that we use but all the ones that we use if they're selective it's you know four to six weeks okay and our non-selective chemicals are always just a couple of weeks so it's managing that with your client telling them to not get on the phone too early 
Um, and then if they do get on the phone too early, we're always a big fan of saying, look, get, get, send us a photo. Let's let's have a look. Like we want the proof before we're going to go and spend our time at your house thinking that that wee's not going to die. And nine times out of ten, the client will send a photo, and all oh, the girls will flick it on, or the, the girls in the office will go. No, they've got enough experience now that says, no, no, um, you know, Mrs. Jones, that is going to die. You've just got to wait out that, that six weeks. Don't be it's, don't be worried. It's so similar to urban pest management, isn't it, where, you know, yeah, yeah, your yeah, polyethroids, yeah. you've got that quick yes, knockdown. Mate. You know, your yes. repellent chemicals, essentially, you've got that quick knockdown. Yep. And then your non-repellents, you know, like uh, fruprinol and doxycarb and metoclopril, have got that delayed effect, that slower yes. slower knockdown. And you've got to explain to the client that, you know, yes. you need to give the treatment that chance to actually work and the product. Yes. Yeah. Well, wow. I hope that that's why your listeners are here, and because that that is right, it, it's identical to us. Like we switch between the two different species, like the two different chats, just yep. like clockwork. But it's the same spiel, just with a different yeah. different words inserted, yeah. <laughs> type of thing. So, yeah, you, you're dead right. It's it's identical to that a lot of the times, and it's letting the client know we can't kill what's not there. Like you're you're going to see more weeds. We're not. You know, God is coming in and it's over. You know, yeah. we're not the we're not the end story. You let your clients know we've aimed to kill a hundred percent of these weeds, and we're not going to get them. We're going to get ninety nine, but I guarantee you, we're going to miss one. And yeah. you could go over it with a fine tooth comb, mate. If you were just doing hundred square meters, I could guarantee you one weed will make it. Like they just it just always happens. It doesn't matter how hard you try. So we say to our staff, and I know I put it into all my speeches that exact wording. You know. We're going to get, we're aiming for 100% every time. We're not going to get it. Yep. Just be ready for that. You know what I mean? And it's the same with the driveway garden beds, the driveway and the garden bed speech. Don't call me back for one weed. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's where we get him into send us a photo. Like, how big is this complaint? Like, yep. let's have a look at it. You know, and then we want the one photo of the weed and then we want the long shot. Yep. And then we can say, look, now you're being unreasonable. Yep. <laughs> or, or, or we've missed that bit. We have, like yep. we have missed that bit. We're coming back, no, no problems. Yeah, and, and once again, it's so, um, so similar to urban pest control. You know, don't call me back if you see one spider or exactly, you, mate. You know, but if yep. you're seeing multiple spiders consistently over a period of time, yeah, by all means, definitely give us a call. By all means, there's obviously That's something right. that we need to do extra here. Um, but That's yeah, right. don't call me under yes. yeah, one spider or one ant. That's right. Yeah. Weed control is no different to that no. type of thing, and you're gonna, you're gonna it's, get it, and. It's the same sort of expectation. It's the same expectation. So a lot yeah. of your listeners are going to be like, okay, I can plug that in, you know, yep. to, the, to my speech, and I'm not as afraid as I, sh- you know, as I would be. Like yep. it's the same thing, and it's yeah, absolutely letting their client know um, to to measure how where you're going to be at, <laughs> like measure um, their expectations is, is is you know pivotal. Pivotal. Yeah, okay. All right. What about pricing? How do you price some of these jobs? Well, it's actually because it's such a small market, like to be, and I could be honest on this podcast, like there's not a lot of weeds for us, right? There just isn't. (laughs) So you're all of a sudden becoming a specialized person in this area once you've got a little bit of time under your belt. We don't charge anything less than $250 an hour. Yep. At all, like at all. Like so that's including guys, product or product on top? No, nah, no, nah, pretty much including product. Yep. Like sometimes we'll chuck a bit on, but we're not we're, – we're on absolutely but you between wouldn't be, you wouldn't be using a great deal of product in, in an no, hour no, unless no, you're doing no, – Yeah. 
I've enrolled that, you know what I mean? Like we'll sort of say to the client, it's around 250 now and that includes your product and your, your, the equipment that you, we need to put it down and the technician, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's not less than that. It could be more than that. Sometimes it'll be 250 to 300 depending on if they need a heap of chemical because some jobs you'll go to and it's chemical heavy. It's a big, like you're spraying a big yeah, bank or, yeah. you know, they're going to need the juice. But but a lot of your listeners aren't weed spraying contractors there. We're talking to people who are going to be doing garden beds and driveway. Yep. Pro- this product is just limited. It's it's nothing. You know yeah, what I mean? Like a 20 litre drum is, is going to do for most of your boys a year. You yep. know, it really, it really is. So there's no money in the chemical. Like in pest control, to be honest with you, like this, like they, yeah. Comparatively, there's the, the, that, yeah, the yeah, ten percent, yeah, fifteen percent, maybe. Yeah. So when you're sort of, but when you you can say you become comfortable with what you can do with weed spraying, you can say, well, you can comfortably say, well, it's two fifty, or you'll go out and create a job and say, well, it's going to be a grand, um, yeah. and it might take you three hours. But no one, else, you're not competing against a thousand other weed controllers. Like a lot of the time with us. There might be a, there's a few contractors over here, of course. Yeah, but a lot of, they're all we're all busy. So that if we could quote <laughs> that we've got the job almost, you know what I mean? And we've got that into our speech with the office girls. We sort of say we can measure them up with our we use near maps a lot of the time to measure up um, the site, and we can say we can pretty much from the uh, satellite say to you, well, there's aerial actually photos for near maps. We can see that you've got um, thousand square meters. Well, I can quote you up. It's going to be between this. 880 and 1100. We'll give them a $300 variation and they'll either go, yep, or that's way too much or that sounds fine, but we'll put those variations in and sometimes they'll get, well, get back to us for two weeks and then they'll realise that no one else is doing it <laughs> and they'll go, okay, well, that must be the going rate. When can you come? Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah, it's it's not like you've got them in a corner, but you do a little bit where if you be, if you get into weeds, run, you'll never turn back. Like you, you just won't. Um, what about domestic? Do you have a flat rate for domestic or do you quote when you get there depending on the level of weed activity or we what or? we we don't because it doesn't matter about the weed activity yeah. really. Like it, it's it often doesn't. Unless it's a commercial place and they've got weeds over your weight yeah, over your waist, you know, and that can slow you down a bit. <laughs> no, like we'll like we'll go if it's a domestic house, we'll pick the suburb, we'll know what suburb they're in and they'll say we're in this particular suburb, you'll have a bit of an idea if it's a normal four by two. Yeah. Um, so we're going to say your price variation is two fifty to three fifty. Yep. If you want your lawns done, and we'll know they've probably got hundred squares at the front and one hundred fifty at the back. Yep. We can get them. We can get them within a hundred meters, a hundred bucks generally, pretty close. And then yep. the client will go. Yep, that sounds reasonable. We'll get there and we'll say, you know, sometimes it's a bit more than that, but they're already sort of. They're 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 close to what it's going to be, you know. Like we, yes, back in the day, I'd go out and quote every lawn. Like I did that, you know what I mean. But now you're double handling. Like yeah, you just are. You just don't make any time there. And if you've got your variations right, and the client isn't afraid at the top end, you're in. You're away. You've booked the job, you know. And sometimes you go there and you'll get a win. You your minimum is two fifty. You'll look at their lawn and go, God, they've only got eighty squares here, and and their driveway, what they thought was the amount of weeds is, is nothing. And they'll go and you'll go minimum charge to them and they'll go, Oh great, so just two fifty and you're already going, Yeah, well yeah, minimum charge. you're already known you're in the win. Yeah. <laughs> but they but they're already grateful because they think that was low you you've you've low ended. Like they, they oh, think it's okay. great. They knew the minimum you know what I mean? So they're like happy with you. Yeah. To, that it's the, the bottom end. And we do a lot of that quote like we'll always start pretty pretty high. 
and then go higher so that we've sort of if they're like if the money's not an issue you're you're in you're away like yeah and it gives our techs time at the job we're not pushing them around for an 80 dollar driveway treatment like we have that minimum we have a minimum 185 and then we sort of go up to about 440 fits most of our mums and dads domestic okay. jobs yep. they're pretty much in that bracket right yep. and some because some of them will just say we just want our, our pavers done and we'll go well it's, you know we get there it's 185 we've varied them from 185 to 250 they're in that bracket yep. we'll get there it's only 20 minutes but we've got the 185 yep. and it's cost us nothing to do, yeah, but they're stoked. Work, it's not bad. Yeah, they're, and they're stoked as well because they don't want to. They don't want to spray. They're frightened of spraying the weeds. A lot like domestic. I, don't, I just don't want my hubby doing it. You guys do it, and that deserves a price with it. You know what I mean? Like that's what what we're in it for because we're touching it, and you're not. And that's we deserve this money yeah, because definitely. we we want to do it. You know, we're doing it. So yeah, definitely variations will um, tops and bottoms work work amazingly for us quite okay. was okay cool um and then when you're doing acreage do you have a a per a hectare price or a per we, meter price or yeah we do we bought again we we put a variation into it but we've worked ours right up to fifty thousand or well, 50 acres sorry yeah. um we'll work it we've worked our rates up to that we just sort of know how much um our, how long it takes to boom certain areas yep. we know how long it takes so we can give the client so if they've got 50 acres we might say it's going to be between five and six grand yeah and if the client immediately goes whoa that's not in the ballpark you go no worries but that we know that that's what it would have taken us a couple of days it's when we you know we're at two two around that a day yeah where we're saying that's two days work i know how long 50 acres takes for one bloke or obviously we've got two blokes there with two booms going it's going to be one day but that's going to be the variation. It's going to be within a grand. And these people with 50 acres are either going to go, um, yeah, that's fine. Like, we have no dramas. I'll just yeah. build a shed for 30. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that seems fine. You know what I mean? That's fine. And then you'll go out. You know what I mean? You'll wait. A, they're not frightened straight away. So let, then you go if you're quite. If they're raising stock on it as well, so to yeah. speak. Um, you know, obviously grass is more nutritional than, you know, cake yeah. weed. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's but it's, it's scaled right back to your domestic lawn. So they might only have three hundred square meters, and you might go, your lawn's going to be between two fifty and three fifty, yep. right? And they again, it's back to the the clients. Like, sounds great. When can you come? You know, like that's that didn't frighten me at all. So the worst case is three fifty is what they always harp on about. And yep. you're like, yeah, and they go, okay. Well, when can you come? Tuesday, yep. ten o'clock. So yeah, them. <laughs> you know, so but we do have our rates. That's right. So when yep. the girls call, we'll say how many they can say how many square meters they at. We can ballpark. Yeah, go to the table. Bang, yep. bang, bang. Yep, definitely. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds pretty straightforward. Um, yep. Yep. All right. Um, if you were looking at getting into weed management, for the guys that are you know, listening to this and wanting to get into weed management, what do you reckon is the easiest way or best way do you reckon to actually grow your weed management portfolio to be able to market that side of your business or that service that you you now suddenly start to offer or provide? It's definitely lawns. Like that is the way that that I started. Like I got into rural later yep. um, when I saw the market. But the way that I brought weeds in, as I think your listeners know, I came from a weeds growing background. But when I started the business, I brought it in to the business over pest control or with it. It was lawns that got me going. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot of lawn lovers out there and some blokes just lose their shit way too much. But yep. they, there, is a, there is a whole uh, market. The way the motor lawns. 
Yeah, yeah, oh, mate, it's hilarious. You got to mow in different directions, and yeah, oh, it's great. I, use, I find it funny. Is the manual yeah. mower that? Yeah, 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 yeah. See about there with scissors. It's hilarious to me, but that the market's massive for lawns. Like it really is. Like people love their lawn, and they don't want to spray. They're too scared to spray. And that's how I would. Uh, that's how I would start. And and what we used to do in the winter months, which is when we do our weed control, is I'd only do weed spray that day. So if I, I wouldn't mix okay. in in my in my early days, yeah. I wouldn't. As you know now, we've got split tanks and split pumps and split yeah. work. We split everything. But in my early days, when I had the just the one pump, yeah. I would literally say I'm weed spraying all day. I'm doing I'm doing weed spraying, which is lawns Tuesdays and Thursdays, or, or you'd bang them up together and say Thursday Fridays I just do lawns. I'm not going to because I want to rinse my tank out on Saturday at my own house under my own time, you know, after brekkie or whatever, having a beer at lunchtime on a sad day. But you you do the weed spraying at the end. Don't sort of, in your early days, don't go from a general pest treatment to a lawn to a general pest treatment back to a lawn. But don't, don't, I wouldn't, I'd say don't roll the dice. Like, just just yeah, do lawns one day. You're playing with fire, aren't you? Sort of full yeah, of danger yeah. there. In the early days, because yep. in no time you'll be able to, you'll know when your line's, what's in your line and when it's not when you're using one pump. Like, in no time, you'll be jumping between bifeathered and uh, like any of the MCPA products. Like you just will be. Like say, if you're using javelin or stadium, just a, a selective lawn killer. You, you know when the, when your line's through. And yes, you, like you can go from if you've got biflex in your line. Yep. You run that biflex out, sure, and then you bring it in your um, your stadium or your selective lawn treatment yep. chemical. You'll know when it's through. You'll wash a bit through. But your that stadium is going to work, or that selective. Sorry, I shouldn't use too many brand names to confuse people. But you'll know that that selective lawn treatment is pushed through that biflex, and it will still work, even if there's a dreg of biflex in it. The the herbicide will take over. Go the other way, not so much. Like you're going to make sure you're going to run that biflex if you're going to switch back to that tag. You're going to probably push out twenty five liters of biflex on the ground before you're comfortable to say, okay, I've got no selective lawn in it. Like you just, you can't help yourself or you'll run it back into your tank. But yeah. go, going that way, the original, the first way I was mentioned there, you'll be okay. But back to the original question, I would say to your listeners, it's lawns is where your, your market is and, and then those domestic driveways and garden beds and being surprised how close you can actually get to someone's roses will, will surprise you. How, cl- how close you really can get, it's- and that's yeah, and that's typically the client base they're already got on their database anyway. So um, yes, yeah, yep, yeah. And so and do you find upselling works or doesn't work or ah works all the time. Yep. Like we'll get out there for an ant job, um, and we'll say your dri- your driveway is a mess. Like <laughs> do you like it looks like crap. Dude, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like because you, once you get your eye for weed spray, you're like, they, they, and sometimes the client hasn't even seen it; they haven't even noticed how bad their weed, their driveway looks. Like they've, you mate, know, your they've lawn, just, you should be ashamed. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> well, once you get going in this game, you do. You, you can't help yourself. Like you're looking at everyone's lawn, going, "You know, we can fix that." Yeah. And a lot of your clients will go, "No, I didn't. I didn't even know." There was a selective way to take that weed out. You're like, well, sit back and watch this. <laughs> watch <laughs> and watch then, me work my magic. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got them for years. You've got their mates for years. You've got their parents. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they are amazed. Yeah. What, Every what, friend that comes yeah. out, and go, oh, wow, look at your lawn. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, I, know it just, the, it's I know in the States they do a lot of lawn signs, um, just like, yep. re- like the real estate signs, and they just whack them on the lawn. This lawn is um, – you know, being maintained by, this, by blah, blah, by blah, this. blah, blah. 
this person yep. by this yep. person. Yeah, they do a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's probably going to come here at some point then because once you do go back to a law and you've treated and you, and you see it, like the client is always like it's high fives at the front door. Do you know yep. what I mean? Like I could have been spraying their spiders for 10 years, right? Yep. They couldn't care less because they haven't seen a spider for 10 years. They've had their weeds their whole life. You do their lawns one year and that, it's like a hug. Yep. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, why did you tell me you could do that? Look at my lawn. I just love it now, yep. you know, and, and I didn't touch it. At all. And a lot of our clients over here are busy. They've got jobs, like they've got lawnmower contractors and, you know, nine out of ten times, you know, they're the culprits. I mean, it's oh, not that's always who you need to get in with. Yeah, your mowing guys because – Oh, mate, definitely. Yeah, that's the thing. But some, yeah. you got to keep it – it's a fine line there too because yeah. sometimes they're only mowing weeds. <laughs> yeah. So you got to you know, to cut them out of a job either. But yeah, that's if true. You get on with the, if you get on with the good guys who are sort of looking – who are genuinely – Looking yeah. after their clients and don't want to spray. They just they just like the you know they're male boys. Then they'll be like, yep. Yeah. And we give them different rates. We'll we'll make them quote up their job. Yeah, they'll, okay. they'll quote up themselves. They'll yeah. say, and we'll we'll charge them a cheaper rate, and then they can charge the client whatever they want. We actually don't. We'll give them a contractor's rate. Yeah. Um, okay. And then and then we'll say we're not even going to build them. We're just going to build you. Yeah. We're going to talk to the. We'll coordinate the job with the client, of course. And then we'll say leave that with. Um, old Jim, uh, he'll bill you. I yep. don't know what he's going to charge you. I'm not here for the money. We're here just to do his law for you. And they're like, okay, well, I'll leave that with Jim or Alan or whoever the bloody contract. doesn't matter who it is. But the, And that, that guy, that lawnmower contractor makes a little 50 on the side um, or 100, whatever. It doesn't. A lot of the times we don't know because <laughs> we just bill what we bill. We've and, got their rate. And you get a bit of that? Oh god, yeah, oh, shit. yeah, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. We get a bit there, yeah, and we're and we're at a point where we've spoken before about we try to expand, but we're having trouble getting staff. But if we wanted to push that work, there'd be more of it, absolutely yeah. more of it. Like I could, if I had the time to hit contractors, lawnmower contractors up, I know I could pull that work in this day, no doubt about it. We've got a few that we look after, we've looked after for years, but a huge market. Um, is with those guys who just don't want to touch the chemical. And it goes back to the, the you make them look good. If you come in and make their lawns look good, which you do whenever you're taking a selective weed out, the client's like, wow, why didn't we do this with you years ago? And, you know, like the, the client, the end product, the client is is wrapped that they got someone in to spray their weeds for them. Like yeah. They are. No, they didn't even know that was an option at all. And they might have had the same contractor for 15 years. They will spray it once and they'll go, Holy shit. <laughs> that is a different looking lawn. Like we just thought that it always had to have flowers in it. <laughs> You're like, no, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely a market there. Okay, all right, let's just um quickly what about when things go wrong? I'm sure you've uh, got a few stories there, yeah. There is a car. I won't go into too many, but I will like it's it's walking through glyphosate, it's the classic footsteps, you know, into the lawn. We've had that happen a couple of times with our techs and that that's you know, almost gotta wear that myself for poor training. Like I've learnt from the training from that. Like if you're spraying a, a decent sized garden bed and you're walking over that chemical and then walk onto that nice lawn, you are going to leave yellow footsteps. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. I've seen it's that learning. Yeah, you know, I, I bet you have, mate. Um, it's it's common that's happened to us a few times. You always should be spraying generally backwards, or just being careful where you spraying, but don't walk on the product. It's obviously different with selectives on your lawns. You're always going to walk across where you've done there, but there's yeah. no danger. Only other dramas we've ever had is it's always cross contamination or not cleaning the lines out properly. One of the boys has got lazy. You start doing a switch tank between. They've got one pump. 
again, this is back when we were one pumpers. They'd go from a Gloff mix, you know, to a um, to a selective mix. They've thought they've run the line through enough, and sure enough, we've got eight square meters of dead lawn, you know, that they haven't washed, they haven't cleared out their Gloff in the lawn. That's happened to us a few times. We've had boys actually spray plants that they thought was weeds, you know, like it happened to us, a lady just, she'd planned a whole heap of new natives like two weeks before in their Oops. garden bed and yeah. one of our boys just went and cleared them all out. Like it was like 150 <laughs> seedlings oh. that were only like an inch high. So what do you Shit, do in a situation like that? Uh, well, we're pretty different with, like, we bought all the plants again. I actually put her up at the casino for two nights here in her harbour actually. I oh, was wow. really embarrassed yeah, I was really embarrassed about that one. Um, I went out and dealt with her. And one thing you'll find with when you make mistakes with herbicides is they are there's no hiding from it. No, like if you, that, there, there was it's no. It's pretty obvious. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's real obvious. Mate. Like I went out to her, you know, and I just because uh, you know originally you have to back your text. Yep. So I did, and I just said, "Oh, I'm sure it's only going to be one or two dead." And I got out with her, and in the first four seconds of the conversation, I'd already walked up to the front door and saw all the dead plants, and I was like, "I'm, I should have taken your word for it. You were dead, right? They're all dead." <laughs> We, we've made a mistake here. And that was just the tech thinking that um, they'll wait yeah. and, and, they just, and they weren't. Um, and, and that's, you, you know, you, it's going to take some training on, on your behalf and you will make these mistakes from time to time. But any mistakes that we've made with herbicides, we've always been upfront about it, never hidden under the rug it, it, because you can't. you just got to be upfront. And what we'll generally do is say, well, next year we're going to do your lawn for free. Sometimes I'll do two years in a row. I'll say your lawn's free for the next two years um, and here's 100 bucks Bunnings voucher plus your money back. Yeah, you know I was going to say, you know, how, how do you rectify those ones you sort of can't yeah, fix or replant that, like, you know, yellow footsteps yeah. across the lawn? Like, yeah, oh, sorry, you're gonna have to. Sorry, you're gonna have to suck it up for until it grows back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So we're straight away. Here's your money back. You're not paying for that. We've yeah. stuffed up. You know, here's your two hundred back, and yeah. we're going to do you for the next couple of years for free because oh, wow. we don't want that. Yeah. We don't want that one star review, right? Yeah. The, the job itself is going to take you, let's say it's under an hour. Like you, so we're talking about two hours over two years, of, and the chemical is going to cost you nothing. Yeah. So it's easier to keep those enemies close up when you make those mistakes than say, oh, bugger, you know, I made a stuff up, uh, you know, sorry about that, hang up. You're going to get a bad review and you're going to get a bad reputation. J- just wear it on the chin and go, yep, I oversprayed there and I have killed that section of the lawn. I can't bring it back to life. <laughs> I am sorry, but – you know, here's what we're going to do about that. I won't make that mistake next year. Here's your freebies. Um, biggest apology. Here's a six pack of six bottles of wine, whatever. Yeah. But always go over and above when you make a mistake or if your technician does because you can't bring it back. When it's done, it's not like with when you, you know, in the pest control side of it, a callback, you know, you've missed a spot or whatever. With weed control, if you've made a mistake, You've made a mistake. Own like it. it's obvious. You've got to own it. Just wear it. Just own it. Yeah. Own it. And then keep them close. And maybe in two years, if they're a bitch about it, you get rid of them in two years, but, but leave them happy. You like get yeah. them back over those two years and then, then push them off. <laughs> but not yeah. straight away. Uh, look, I know, you know, my guys have, you know, I've had a guy fall through a ceiling. I've had a yep. guy knock Save over. Yeah, I've had one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Glass table, knock over and shatter oh, and, yeah. and fall into oh, a, fall into a pool. The glass table, <laughs> all the glass and the tape and the pool. Jeez, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, that was I've a good one. That one. one. Yeah, Friday Friday <laughs> afternoon, always. Oh, of course, yeah. it was always that on Monday morning, uh, mate. Else, of course, uh, killed a few fish. 
Um, yes. But yep. I can tell you that those ones I've managed to actually turn around okay. and actually yes. make you know lifelong customers out of it just simply because you. I owned it. Yeah, um, good just, for you. And that is a, the, the yep. tech rang me, said this has yep. happened. I rang yep. the client and said, "All right, this is what I'm going to do. Yep. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Can I do anything yep. else?" And then at the end of the like, yes. Honestly, you can't do any more. You've just, yeah, no, nah, you've owned yep. it. Um, and, that's, and that's training with your techs as yeah. well. Like we, we always say to our boys, you're going to make mistakes. Yep. No, I've already made them all for you through the career. There's nothing that's going to frighten me. Like, oh, sure, the glass of the pool, that's different. I haven't done that one. But <laughs> I, the expectation I leave with the boys yeah, is he, he, um, dragged the, make dragged the hose around, the hose caught oh, it. Oh, did he? Yeah, you know those little, uh, out, you know those little outdoor tables with the glass yeah. center tops? Uh, hose caught on that. Well. Uh, yep. He gave it a pull, table tipped over. And then it went. Smack, hit the edge of the um, <laughs> tiles, and then just safety glass shattered into the pool. Shattered, yeah, that yeah. would have been that safety glass too. Would have been yeah, a billion. So straight, yeah. straight round there. Um, you know, vacuumed the. I just vacuumed the pool, vacuumed the pool, vacuumed the pool, and then took yep. my, took my um, pool. Fortunately, I had my own pool. Took my own robot over there, and then because it was Friday yep. afternoon, I said, I said, look, I'm not going to be able to get a pool guy in here this afternoon. Yeah. I no. said, let me do what I can now, and I said, I'll organise someone for for Monday. And yeah, we yep. ran we ran the robot all the, all weekend after I vacuumed it all, and I vacuumed it into one of those socks. Um, well done. Yep. yep. And then I just ran the vac- the robot all weekend and I just stopped in there a couple of times for the weekend. Um, then I said, yep. all right, got the Monday. I said, all right, do you want me to organize a um, professional pool guy to come in? And then she said, nah, don't worry, She said, we've ran it. You've nailed it. Two or three times. Yep. There's no glass left in the pool. She said, no, nah, I'm more than happy. And I said, all right, now can I replace your table? And she said, nah. Yep. She said, look, it's $50. Yes. She said, it's a $50 table. I said, well, look, let's work something else out. That's right, and yeah. that's great work, Jay. Like, that's great mm-hmm. experience because, and that is the client going, these guys are already nice. I can already say they've owned their mistake. A lot of the times when we make mistakes, which happens, you know, obviously, our clients are amazed when we're like, we own it. Like, they can't believe it that we actually said, yep, we were wrong about yeah. that. We're, we're absolutely wrong. And sometimes that's just down as simple as we, we booked you for 12 o'clock and we're there at 4 o'clock, and the, the, one of the girls have, missed, uh, have, have scheduled it wrong. And the, the technician did that. We'll... Every time I make the girls go, we are sorry. We made a mistake. There's we made a mistake, and the clients all, almost immediately, okay. So you're saying you made a mistake. You're that's okay then. Instead of the, to they're always off, almost, or they're all, and that's right. And they've dealt with trades that are ready for the excuse, and they're almost on the front foot, ready to punch you. Yeah. And you're like, as soon as you go, <laughs> I'm sorry. We are we are wrong. We are wrong. We made a mistake. They're like, oh, oh okay. Well, wasn't expecting that, and you're giving fifty bucks off their treatment. And as you say, mate, you've got it for life, you know. And it's exactly the same with making mistakes and we control when they do go wrong, and that will happen to some of your listeners. When you go, look at that, you know, I did that. Um, how does? How about I do your mum's lawn for free as well, and you next year? You know, yeah. like it's it's how you deal with it, whether it's work control or pest control that that keeps them because you will make them. Very good. Um, anything else, mate? Do you think we've? I don't, know, I think, I don't know. I feel like we went pretty, like, um, covered pretty much everything we wanted to do. I think there's one more thing I'd touch on. What, what to building your business, how we do it is when it comes up to the right time of the year to spray your lawns and spray your weeds, we're huge fans of group emails, you know, and then we'll do the post on Facebook saying it is time yep. to do it. Like, yep. it is time. Keep them up to speed. And then sometimes in those emails we'll say, and do you want to become a regular? Like, do you want us there? You know, you can upsell that email saying, this is the time to spray it now. We can also come back or, or buy our two-for-one deal type of thing. Do you want to do, see you in June, see you in September deal? 
but we're big on when when it's time to spray, letting the client know because a lot of the time the client they have no idea. They just they don't they know that we know that they're waiting to hear from us. When is the time to go? You know, so I'd say to you guys, I don't know. We use um, a Mailchimp, we're huge fans of that, yep, um, yep. and we've got. Yep, and we've got structured times that we put it out. Like we'll just get a feel for it. We'll start looking at when the weeds are, how they, well, well springtime when it's when they're rearing. Like we just sent ours out Tuesday this week, actually saying get in before it's too late. You've got you know six eight weeks left of the season. Um, do you want to do it? Do you want to do it now? You know, nine out of ten of our responses have been, we'll wait and hear from you. We'll wait and hear from you. We knew you'd know. Yep, when's when can when's your next available? You know, so. We sell that way to in our weed control side of it, and because sometimes you'll get out there in the middle of summer, there's nothing to kill. Like everything's seeded and dead, and they'll ring in. So I just saw one weed, and you're like, "Don't waste your money." But again, that comes back to letting your clients know when you should be doing it and when you're not. And, and we're huge fans of, of email, and then looking at our social media when that comes up. Or if we've done a campaign, you're going to see it on our socials as well. So. Probably that would be my last tip if you're going to jump into it, get, learn your timing and get, tell your clients when you're ready to go. And it does help with the run. Like all of our boys are doing weed spray flat out. Like we've got one of our guys is just doing like normal domestic um, pest control, like spiders and rats. Yep. But three of them at the moment, they're all doing weed spray because that's all we're doing at the moment. So their tanks are all set up for that type of work because we've, you know, we're having a push for it and our clients know that we're pushing for that work. Yep. So, yeah. No, that's awesome, mate. That's awesome. Um, Great. Uh, and what I'm going to do, mate, I'm going to take some photos of my lawn and I'm going to send them to you. Okay, <laughs> right. mate, what do I need to hit it with? Yes. I'll look out for it. And if any of your viewers and listeners, sorry, you know, need anything, like, you feel free to send us an email. Like, I'm always busy like everybody, but if you get me on an email, um, the girls will flag it for me and I can help you. Like, I am available. To, to talk to anybody who's raring to get in, I, I, as I do admit, I'm a little bit hard to get sometimes. But if you get if you get the email out to me, um, you're on the list, and I never forget anything that's on me on my list. You know, so feel free to touch base anytime. Mate, that's awesome. Really, look, really, really appreciate you sort of you know offering your your help and advice and your years of experience, not only just on this podcast, but just you know um, offering right there, then and there. You know, if anyone needs any help to, to reach out yep. to you, that's just. Uh- Absolutely. Yeah. We need yep, more yep. we need more of that in this industry, mate. Not Definitely, these guys mate. that are just keeping it yep. all to themselves and not wanting to help or share any with anybody. Um, yep, there's enough there's yep. enough work out there for everybody and it's you know, the you know, the more market or the more uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, the more we can, you know, let the, the general public know that this service is out there. Um, yeah, you yep. know, it's a win win for everybody. It's a it's a win win for everybody, and like currently we're sort of having a little shout. I've just got a shout out to. There's a networking group that I started here in WA, and it might it might be Australia wide at some point, but it's called the WA Pest and Weed Networking Group. We're just starting up on Facebook to see if there's. We're looking for like minded small business owners who just want to chat and leave their shit at the door and yeah. um, talk about like what's going on in the game, and we're looking for blokes to you know. Send Be me, honest about. I'll get the link off you. And, yeah, yeah, great. and then I'll um I'll put it on the actual podcast notes, and when that, we sh- when we air this podcast, it'll be at the bottom of that, and so guys can actually amazing, mate. jump on yeah. that, and then um 
Yeah, yeah no, that's it's, cool. That's awesome. It's, just, it's, it's the early days. We're just seeing if there isn't if there's a market out there for blokes who do want to be honest and talk about what's going on. Just like what we are here, when we can, you know, leave our egos at the door and we talk openly about what's going on. That's what we were trying to do a bit more face to face over here in WA, and, and hopefully that grows um, nationwide. But at this stage, we're just seeing if there's enough, you know, momentum for for blokes who want to meet up and, and talk, you know, shop really, you know. So, mate, mate this is what I like. This, this is why I like you. <laughs> well, we're trying to help. Like we're we're not all enemies. I'm sick of the old days. Like those those old boys that used to think we're all fighters. We're just well, not. Like I, I hope your business goes well. I've got my business. You've got yours. I'm not your enemy. I'm far from it. <laughs> you know. Let's. What could you teach me that I don't know? You know. So that's it. Look, great great yeah. minds think alike. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, Porky. Uh, really, right, really, Jake. really appreciate great. it. Um, nah, and listeners, well, I hope you've um, got something out of this uh, Weeds with Porky part two. Um, and, like, and you know, as Porky said, if you've got any questions, flick him an email um, yep. or, you know, yep. flick me an email and I'll, I'll be sure to forward it on to him. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. And, uh, and remember, listeners, the more you learn, the more you learn how much you don't know. <laughs> Good call. Uh, I'll all catch right, you on again, another mate. episode of Pesty Profiles. 